The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we uh, begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber and I have hosted this legendary broadcast now for 28 years and uh, so many months counting and we would love to hear your voices today as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And what we do here each and every week here on Garden Talk is answer your gardening questions. We give you the insight and information on how you can be more successful with your yard, garden, and landscaping challenges. Plus, we talk about a wide range of topics, um, everything from trees to plants to lawns to landscapes. And we talk about all the things that... Uh, will give you the ability to be much more successful in your gardening world. Um, if you would like to be part of the morning, this morning's broadcast, um, let's first begin by everyone is welcome. Um, we don't have uh, anything beyond the say to, say to each and every one of you that we're all about helping you being more successful. Um, and I think beginning this morning's broadcast, uh, you can be part of today's show by dialing 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And that'll put you into the master control studios, um, where we're more than happy to, uh, have you part of this morning's broadcast. You can also be part of garden talk by blogging with us and what's maybe you don't know what blogging is but uh, we have a, a website that kind of houses all of the show prep of garden talk and it's called gardentalkblog.com and uh it's a website that's been around a while i created it i build it and uh every saturday morning for the three hours while we're live um, we have folks come in and do actually do live interactive chat we actually have a chat function where if you've got a question for the show or you want to say hey to other fellow listeners of Garden Talk, you can go to gardentalkblog.com. And, uh, of course, that website is completely free for your use. Just require you a little bit of a sign-up process so that we know that you're not a spooky bad person on the Internet. Um, unfortunately, there are people who do bad things on the Internet. Um, and this morning, we're going to be talking about a long range of different topics, but uh, we're also going to be talking about something that I love to talk about, and that is apples. Um, apples are one of those uh, fruits that I think sometimes in our society has been long and lost. Um, it's not seemed to be as celebrated as it once was, at least in my world, and uh it's one of those things that so many people do not know about all the different varieties of apples. That's one of the things that I, I always find fascinating to me that in our society, we always want all of these options. 
we want all of these um, choices of different things that we can we can pick and choose, and you know we want different color cars, we want different color um, 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 clothing, we want uh, different this, different that. We don't want to have the same same pair of cl- p- pants on that the next person has. Um, but you know what? We've got that with apples. And uh, being uh, a horticulturalist at heart and by my training in education, I love to talk about apples. So today we're going to spend a lot of time talking and educating you about apples. And you can be part of this morning's broadcast by uh, dialing up 457-1290. That's 457-1290, where if you've got a question about a particular plant uh, maybe you're working with a bare area in your lawn. Uh, maybe you're trying to resolve a tree problem. Um, you can call this morning's broadcast at 457-1290. It's absolutely free, and it would be have, love to have you part of today's program. Um, as we begin this morning, a little bit about myself. I'm the president and co-founder of a business found right here in good old Dayton, Ohio, called Mark Weber's Landscaping. We've been around since 1997, I'm proudly to say, um, we do a, a wide range of horticultural and arboricultural endeavors, um, everything from consulting to landscape design activities and landscape construction, as well as management of uh, tree populations. Um, I do a lot of work uh, here in Dayton. I do a lot of work beyond the borders of Ohio. And uh, I am a unique person in the standpoint that I hold a number of different certifications and qualifications. And uh, one that I'm quite proud of the fact that I held two degrees from hort- in horticulture uh, from Ohio State University. And I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board certified master arborist. Less than 2% of all the certified arborists in the world are BCMAs or board certified master arborists. And I'm also deemed by the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences as a certified horticultural professional. Uh, There's roughly, I think, 75 total in the United States. So when you call 457-1290, that'll put you into the Master Control Studios. Um, We'd love to talk to you. We've done this for 28 years. Um, We're here to help you. If you've got a question about an area in your lawn, Um, a question about a tree, a question about a shrub or an indoor plant that you brought in since the weather's turned cold or a little bit chilly outside. Uh, We've got solutions and ideas for you, and we would love to hear from you. But I want to open up the phone lines this morning at 457-1290, and I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys. What is your favorite apple to eat? Is it a red delicious? Is it a yellow delicious? Is it a Jonathan? Um, is it a John of gold? Is it a Macintosh? Um, I want to know from you today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. What is your favorite apple you like to eat? And I'm talking to eating fresh. I'm not talking about a pie. I'm not talking about... Applesauce, I'm saying to take that apple and just wash it, put it in your mouth, and go crunch. 457-1290, if you know what that apple may be. 
And uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say as well. Um, as we begin this morning's broadcast, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to go into the garden. And I think we're going to talk about a topic that you may not know about. But uh, did you know that the prime season for planting garlic is now? Yeah, actually, the hard garlics. And we're going to go into great detail in the, um, in the uh, 6.30 hour of Garden Talk this morning. And we're going to talk about garlic. And we're going to talk about why... Planting garlic between uh, basically Halloween and Thanksgiving is the ideal time to uh, um, plant garlic. We're going to talk about the two different types of garlic, which are hard neck and soft neck garlic. And uh, we're going to talk about how you can be planting garlic in your yard. Save yourself a whole lot of money, by the way, and produce a crop that frankly will store and keep for a very long period of time. Um, and then coming up at uh, 6.45 or so, we're going to be doing um, In the Garden Kitchen. And we're going to be talking about one of my favorite apples, which is the Melrose, which is actually the state apple of Ohio. Um, we're going to talk about that and so much more. Also today, um, John Scott from Knollwood will be joining us at the 8.30 hour. We're going to talk about preparing your roses for winter. Also, Rich Pearson will be joining us somewhere right around the turn of the 6 to 7 o'clock hour. And we're going to be talking about some of the things that you can do to have a better landscape with a good plan of attack. And most importantly, at 8, 7.30, Randy Tischer will be talking to us about winter seeding and how to take advantage of the winter season as far as filling in with grass seed. 4, 5, 7, 12, 90 is the number of the dial. Let's go right to the telephone lines. And hopefully everything's working. And let's go talk to Julia. Julie, about her poinsettia. Julie, Julie good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm well. How can I be of service to you today? I have a question about a poinsettia plant. Um, I received it as a gift last year, and um, I potted it and put it in my house, and I didn't think it was going to do very well, and it's taken off. And I don't know when to put it in the ground or what to do with it. So you have a point set. It's been in your house all summer long. Yes. Okay. First of all, don't take it outside. <laughs> you take it outside <laughs> right. If, if you take it outside right now, ma'am, it is not going to make it. Okay. That's what I kind of wondered. <laughs> yeah. See, poinsettias are actually native to um, Mexico. Okay. So okay. you, you, they're actually from Central America. So you do not want, um, you do not want to, uh, do not, you do not want to uh, take them outside because they will not survive the winter season. Okay? okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, first of all, you will continue to have it inside your house. Um, okay. Have you done any repotting or anything like that since you have last you last have had it? Well, um, I did put it in. I'm going to say a medium sized pot, maybe 12 inch. Um, I know that I was surprised how well it took off because I haven't had any blooms, but it's turned into a small bush, and I know I should probably repot it. But that's where I was calling in because I wasn't sure when I could take this possibly and put it outside and then hopefully it would return and whatnot yeah but, um, well you could repot it now if you wanted to it wouldn't hurt okay. it wouldn't hurt anything um what you could do is get what size pot is it in right now six inch ten inch or what size do you know it's probably about a 10 or 12 inch if i had to all right so let's let's bump it up into a 14 inch pot 
Okay. In a 14 inch pot, um, it's a couple of things. You'll take it out of the pot. Um, any roots that are growing around in circles, you want to break those apart a little bit and probably shave about a quarter of an inch of that root system off. Okay. And then you want to get yourself a bag of soilless potting mix. Okay. And that's real important. You don't want to buy a bag of, 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 a bag of uh, a soil. You want to buy a soilless potting mix, meaning that it's artificially blended. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then you want some slow-release fertilizer. And what I use is a product called Osmocote. Okay. And Osmocote pretty much feeds your plant every time you water it. And and then you're going to put the uh, plot, plant into the pot, move some of that soilless potty mix around it, and it will provide the ability for that plant to continue to grow and flourish. Now, um, I have a quick question. Um, how often should I water this plant? Because I feel like I'm watering it. I don't want to say I'm overwatering it, but I feel like I water it and then I turn around and the soil is bone dry again. Yeah. Are they, are they really, are they thirsty plants? All plants are thirsty plants. <laughs> um, it's more, it, what matters is you're going to, you need to look at, take your, put your finger in the pot. Uh-huh. If it feels dry to the touch, then yes, water it. Okay. If it does not feel dry to the touch, don't water it. Okay, as I didn't want to overwater it, just like honestly, and one important piece before we I let you go, make sure that that plant um, has the ability to the, the pot has the ability to drain out, okay. meaning okay. there's holes in the bottom of the pot, because you yeah. do not want the water to sit in there. Okay. 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 Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, ma'am. I wish you only the best. And uh, oh, by the way, what's your favorite kind of apple? You know, I was thinking about this, and um, my God, I like Gallas, but I'm a a big sucker for the Brayburns, honestly. You like Brayburn? Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's a nice. What do you What do you like about the flavor of Brayburn? Just the spiciness of it, or what? The spice, and I, I, when we um, make apple pies. I try to just get whatever apples are available yeah. and just mix all up so there's really no specific one that, you know, we can say, oh, what was that apple? And I go, I don't know, because I just grabbed a whole bunch and threw them in there. Okay, cool, cool. Man, thanks for the call, and I hope you have a really good day, okay? Thank you. You too. appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. 457-1290. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Share the gift of nature this year at Wild Birds Unlimited. We can show you how to bring song, color, and life to everyone on your list. Wild Birds Unlimited. Visit us online and in the Voice of America Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market. Hi, I'm WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. Fall in Ohio brings the threat of severe weather. Trust the only radio station with severe weather coverage from Storm Center 7. It's where weather comes first every 15 minutes or sooner. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is Larry Hanskin. The House of Bread feeds hungry people serving a free, hot, healthy meal 365 days a year. Providing not only nourishment, but a welcoming and respectful environment for all guests. It doesn't solve all the problems confronting our community, but that one day, that one meal may make the difference in someone's life. 
You can be a part of that mission by donating money, food, personal items, or your time. To find out how you can get involved, go online to houseofbread.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Starting off foggy this morning, especially to the north of Dayton. Several places off towards the north, including Dark, Augley, Shelby, and Logan counties, are under a dense fog advisory. Now, as we go throughout the day, especially in the morning hours, moderate to heavy precipitation expected. That rain will continue even into the afternoon, where we see a high temperature of 55 degrees. Into the overnight hours, scattered showers early, and then skies gradually clearing as we go towards sunrise tomorrow morning. 48 degrees for the low temperature by that point. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's head back to the telephone lines at 457-1290 where you have a welcome place in line. If you'd like to join us, let's go talk to Connie in Fairborn. Connie in Fairborn, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. I thank you very much. Um, I have a question about my rutabagia. First, I have to ask you a question. Oh, okay. What's your favorite apple to eat? I think I used to have a single favorite, but now it's mostly Brayburn, Pink Lady. But, I mean, I like Honeycrisp. I like Fuji. There's so many. Isn't it, isn't it fun to have so many choices with apples? It is. It's just. I mean, I, I, it always amazes me how everybody thinks they're just red and gold when they're all of these names like Empire and 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 Granny Smith and John of Gold and Honeycrisp and Brayburn and Crispin. That's one. Have you ever eaten a Crispin? I believe I have. It's also got the name Mutsu. It's a. It's an interesting apple from the standpoint it. Uh, um, it was a triploid cross. It was actually bred in the greenhouses in Japan. And it's got a kind of a tangy, spicy flavor, like a golden delicious. But, oh, my Lord, is it tasty. But uh, how can I help you with your rutabecchia? Oh, uh, I've had a patch of it, uh, it and it, it was beautiful once, maybe 15 or more years ago. And it succumbed to a fungus on a... In, uh, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do, I've already moved uh, up to a new location with some that I was given this summer, and I want to just eliminate the patch where it was. But I don't know, do I have to do something to the soil? Will the fungus be there as well? Tell me about what the fungus looked like so that I can best help well, you. I'm assuming that's what it was. The plant would, uh, and I would spray it, but if I got behind because of weather or whatever, they would always turn black. They got stunted. They used to be tall and gorgeous, but they got shorter and shorter and okay. turned black early and had, you know, then you'd get to August and there would just be these little miniature plants, only some of which had green on them. And then the next year up, they'd come again. Okay. So let me get this right. So this, this, this 
whatever this was, it would cause for a general dieback of the of the crop, correct? Okay, I think you probably had a disease called septoria leaf spot. All right, what was the first word? Septoria. Septoria. And, and, I, and I'm just, this is a speculation on my part from what I'm hearing. I mean, one thing that you have to realize, and it's probably one of the hardest things for gardeners to get, but once you get this, this is a really important piece of, of how to better manage plants. Um, perennials like to be divided and moved for the most part about every three years. If we don't divide and move them, they get lazy and burn themselves out. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. They don't, you know, we kind of have this thought process that we planted and, and, and all this magic happens and they look great and maintain that um, beauty, okay? Yes. Uh, Rutabecchia is no different. And a lot of times what I see with Rutabecchia is I see these plantings that have been there for, for forever that have a lot of disease pressure in them, particularly from septoria, and it's related to the density of the foliage and the vigor of the plants. So one of the things that we do in August and September with perennials is lift and divide and replant, or in the case of March and April, do the same thing. We can invigorate our plants and actually cause them to be a lot more aggressive and more beautiful as well. Okay, now. So that's what I was, I'm gonna put you on hold, ma'am, okay? I'll be right back. Be right back on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24 hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're remembering the life and legacy of our 41st president, George H.W. Bush. Starting off with fog, but I'm tracking rain throughout the day. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic looking all clear throughout the major freeways in the Miami Valley. Once again, watch out for some reduced visibility, especially in the northern Miami Valley, north of I-70 in particular. There could be uh, some dense fog. And it is our top story. The world is paying tribute this morning to the passing of an American leader. Our 41st president, George H.W. Bush, passed away last night just after 11 o'clock Eastern time in Houston, Texas. He was 94 years old. From Australia, Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the president was a true and great friend of Australia who fought for freedom and democracy, not only as president and throughout his public life, but as a World War II veteran. Fox's Jill Nato says the former president shares something in common with second president John Adams. His son later went on to take the office in the White House right uh, after his term was done. In Clark County, Springfield cops arrest a man they say stole a car and ran from from a 73-year-old woman in a grocery store parking lot. Officers say Brandon Russell struck the woman in the back of the head, jumped into her running car, and drove off. Cops were tipped off by his whereabouts when one of her credit cards was later used at a Rite Aid on South Limestone Street. WHIO's Ron Otto says cops got descriptions from a number of witnesses at the scene. Now, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast with meteorologist Jesse Mag. 
Starting off foggy this morning, especially to the north of Dayton. Several places off towards the north, including Dark, Augley, Shelby, and Logan counties are under a dense fog advisory. Now, as we go throughout the day, especially in the morning hours, moderate to heavy precipitation expected. That rain will continue even into the afternoon, where we see a high temperature of 55 degrees. Into the overnight hours, scattered showers early, and then skies gradually clearing as we go towards sunrise tomorrow morning. 48 degrees for the low temperature by that point. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar. We have gotten word that dense fog advisory has been canceled for the areas in our region of the Miami Valley here. Now we are seeing that there it looks to be some fog still in some areas, but nothing too extreme. Right now we're seeing 37 degrees in Troy, 39 in Springfield, 41 here in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, WHIO Continuing News. Wild Birds Unlimited. Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering has a perfect gift for the nature lover on your list. Why go to the mall for an impersonal gift that will be put in the closet until they see you next year? This year, give a gift they will enjoy all year long. Help their yard come alive with a wide selection of bird feeders, bird baths, nesting boxes, garden decor, and of course, the best bird food in town. We also have a wonderful collection of unique nature gifts like heated bird baths, chimes, tilly hats, jewelry, kitchen decor, puzzles, and more. Plus, now through December 24th, spend $50 and get 50% off our specialty holiday bird foods, including our fun character seed cylinders. They're available pre-wrapped with a feeder and make adorable gifts. The gift ideas are unlimited at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Stop in today and make someone on your list happy all year long. Wild Birds Unlimited, we bring people and nature together. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. Now, some of us believe that this is a mainstay vegetable in the pantry. And some people hear the name of it and they kind of run for the other opposite direction. I guess I probably should have done this one for Halloween, but uh, it's garlic. Keep in mind that there's two different types of garlic. There's hardneck garlic, which are also often called the top setting garlic. And then there's softneck garlics, which are also sometimes called artichoke garlics. Keep in mind that if you live in a cold climate like we live in, we are typically growing hard garlics because those are the ones that we can plant and they can overwinter. Now, hard garlics are typically planted at some time between Halloween and Thanksgiving. And that's where you find the, find the hard garlic. You take it apart and each of the individual toes you plant into the soil. It'll grow and develop a, a, a leaf called a scape. And that scape will grow through the whole winter season, well into the spring, into the summer. And sometime in August, you will harvest it. The cool thing about growing the hardneck garlics are the very thing that you harvest many times it can become your seed source, your new source to replant. 
Keep in mind that the hardneck garlics, at least in my professional opinion, have some of the finest flavor of garlic you can ever find. And I will tell you that they keep for months and sometimes even a year or more inside your home if they're properly cared for and hardened off. They are, by the way, a great vegetable to extend the gardening season because even in the winter season, you can harvest the little scapes and you can use them in salads and greens and all types of things. They are absolutely delicious. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial if you've got a gardening question. We want to know what your favorite apple is today. 457-1290, roughly in about... um, Seven minutes. We're gonna go into the into the garden kitchen and talk about my favorite apple, the Melrose. Let's go back and talk to um, I don't know who we were talking to, but let's go talk. Good morning, ma'am. Are you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, sorry, we had to do some things. So you, we were talking about your rutabagas. We're talking about lifting and dividing, right. and and, and, I, and I'm good with that. I planted a new bed, and I will definitely heed that advice. But with the old bed, mm-hmm. I wanted to dig out the plants that were there. Mm-hmm. Do I have to worry about the soil? No. See, septoria is a, le- is a disease, a leaf disease that happens by the leaves from the previous previous season that are in the soil. Oh, okay. So one of the ways that we can help reduce this disease is, one, is by um, uh, raking and cleaning the bed. Two, by proper fertility. Now, I'll give you an example how septoria works. Um, Septorial leaf spot is a disease also. It's the same disease that we'll see on tomato, okay? And where tomatoes aren't getting the proper nutrition, um, we'll see a higher degree of susceptibility of septorial than we see tomatoes that are getting proper nutrition. So this disease is one that kind of picks on plants that aren't getting enough fertilizer or not enough um, nutrients in the soil. So one of the things that make sure you do when you go to redo this bed is make sure you do a soil test and make sure that you amend it and amend it with uh, organic matter. And I would also recommend that you rec- that you amend it with a material called biochar. Have you heard of biochar? I have not. Biochar is um, an amazing stuff. It's basically charcoal. Um, but it's cooked, it's wood products that ha- and organic products that have been cooked at a very high temperature. And basically what biochar is, is when we mix it into the soil, it becomes this big nutrient sponge. And it allows nutrients to be held in the soil for longer periods of time, but also releases them to plants. Um, a lot of our soils have limited what they call cation exchange capacity. And so what biochar does is it increases the availability of nutrients. In fact, we're using biochar a lot now with uh, planting of new landscape plantings at uh, my business. We're also using biochar extensively with tree tree invigoration. Um, work that's been done by a number of, of researchers has shown that where biochar is used, 
good quality biochar, I might add, because you, you can buy biochar that's frankly junk. But uh, there's a product called Maramichi. It's the one that has the highest rating. Um, biochar makes a big difference. And it would be what I would, if I was amending a perennial bed, that would be what I would be u- utilizing. I would do a soil test. I would fertilize according to the soil test. I would be amending the soil with organic matter, typically two inches of organic matter for every six inches of tillage. And I would also be blending in... Um, biochar. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Does does that help you? Oh, very much. So what that does, and then we'll kind of recap, what this does invigorates the plant, gives the plant the things that it needs to make energy, to make photosynthesis, and in return gives you a plant that's more aggressive, more healthier, less susceptible to septorial leaf spot. Does that make sense to you? It does. Thank you very much. You're most welcome, ma'am. Have a good day, okay? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four, five, seven, 12, 90. Mike from Dayton. Good morning. Good morning. Mike, how are you? I'm great today. And you? I am well. So, Mike, what is your favorite apple? I bet you haven't heard of this one or you don't find it available. Gold Rush. Tell me about Gold Rush. <laughs> it's a wonderful apple. It's uh, grown by the local orchards, and it isn't harvested till probably another week or so. Okay. And uh, maybe even two weeks. And uh, they don't start selling it usually till sometime in December. It's very, very hard. So it ke- it's and a good keeper it. apple. Yeah. It's a keeper apple. So it's one of those apples that my wife will send me 30, 40 miles out of my way to get <laughs> when I know that it's at an orchard. So, so what? I may ask you what orchard you get it at. Uh, I've gotten it at several of them. Uh, the ones that I've gotten most uh, last year or the year before was at uh, Downing Fruit Farm. Mm-hmm. And they're in New Madison, Ohio, near the Indiana state line. Okay. At Wessler Orchards, right out that neck. Of the yeah, I'm familiar right with Wessler's. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because this um, this apple called Gold Rush. Um, I'm look. I just looked it up, and um, it, it's it's an excellent fruit quality, long term storage combined with immunity against apple scab, which is a really good thing. Has a high resistance against uh, apple mildew incited by blah blah blah, and in moderate resistance gets fire blight. Um, Gold Rush is the tenth um, apple cultivar developed by a breeding program between Indiana, Illinois, and New Jersey Experimental Station, um, and also Rutgers. And it's interesting is it's got a rich, spicy flavor with a high degree of acidity and sweetness. You it's, did it. Yeah. That's- yeah, go on, sir. I'm listening. It's sweet and snappy. It's really, really good. It's like it's fun though. If you look at its pedigree, which is pretty amazing, it's 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 Rome Beauty, Golden Delicious, Melrose, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, an open pollinated wine sap, and a couple different numbers. Then they back crossed it with a Golden Delicious. Um, and they've got its flavor retention high, which means even storage, it holds its flavor. Um, it's got a, Hey, you know, I, I may have to go find this apple. This sounds really good. It is good. It's absolutely excellent. Wow. We used it for butter and applesauce, both. Interesting. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that, sir. I, 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 I will definitely go look for some gold rush right now because that sounds like. find them. Yeah, you, it's, you can't find them. You got to call ahead and ask them if they picked them. Yeah, and they're not good to eat. Like I say, they have to mellow for a while. They're a little bit like a granny. 
they yeah. have to mellow for a while. Well, you know, you know, the Melrose is the same way. Melrose apple is designed to be picked and not sold until Thanksgiving. And um, and it's another one that's one of those that's designed to be a keeper apple. And uh, the Gold Rush, that sounds like something that I would definitely like to try. Try. I'm going to go find some. Sir, I really appreciate your call, and I hope you have a good Saturday, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you, Enjoy sir. You, you bet. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's go into the Garden Kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. You know, this is one apple. You can't be a Buckeye unless you eat the state apple of Ohio. And the state apple of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, is the Melrose. This is uh, a great apple on so many different fronts. Um, this is a red delicious Jonathan cross. It is, um, creates an apple that's totally different than its parents. Um, it's a large apple. It's a round apple. Um, it's picked typically in late September. Um, it, it, it's not the prettiest apple when you first see it because it's kind of got a yellow green overlaid with a little bit of a red shoulder on it with a lot of russeting on it, of course. Um, but it's crisp. It's got a white flesh flesh that's incredibly juicy. It's got the flavor of, of, of tartness, but some sweetness, which makes it kind of that uh, bittersweet type of thing going on, but it mellows over time. It only gets better the longer you store it. It's excellent for cooking. My favorite is, is to just bite into it and eat it and feels like you're eating candy. Um, it's the official state apple of Ohio. Um, it was developed by um, the late, great Dr. Freeman Hollett. And there's actually a building named after him at Ohio State University's uh, campus. At, and he did this breeding work around 1944 at the Ohio Agricultural Experimental Station in Worcester, Worcester. Um, and it should not be confused with another apple called the White Melrose. <laughs> Um, but, um, the, uh, it, 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 this is an apple, ladies and gentlemen, if you get the opportunity, you're never going to find this at the local grocery. You're going to have to go to a local farm market or a local apple grower to find this apple, but it is an apple um, on every level that once you eat it, you fall in love with it. In fact, my oldest daughter comes to my house and steals my Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> she actually borrows them, but she doesn't ever give them back. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is Melrose. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, give us a call. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do more gardening advice with you on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. If you're looking for a new Chevy Silverado, there's one place to go. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Dave Kale's the top seller of Chevy Silverados in the region for good reason. 
row after row of new Silverados, a wide variety of your favorite colors, features, and horsepower. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find, heavy-duty, and diesel trucks. Take my word for it. The trip to Mechanicsburg will save you money. It's easy. Let Dave tell you about the warm reception you'll receive at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. The weather's going to get cold. Time to find new roads for the big city selection you're searching for at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Check out their website at DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For nearly 40 years, the place to save is Dave Kale Chevrolet. Find new roads now. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Families often remark that pre-planning was the greatest gift a parent has given them. Act with love, plan ahead, and talk about what you might want. Help your family by relieving the burden of difficult financial and emotional decisions during a time of grief. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. Whether you're a young athlete, active adult, or weekend warrior, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton is there when your body needs repair. Like a trusted friend you can rely on, OID has been providing care to patients in Dayton and surrounding communities since 1971 with services like sports medicine, spinal care, total joint replacement, hand, foot, and ankle, along with MRIs and physical therapy with a team of dedicated fellowship-trained physicians with you every step of the way. So remember, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton. To learn more, visit orthodayton.com. Happening here? Ma'am, over here. So, how did you do it? Yeah, how did you pull it off? How did I pull what off? The incredible deal. What? The chicken, ma'am. The chicken. Oh, that. I just went to Lee's. When you bring home Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken, it'll make you feel famous, especially now with our 12-piece family meal. 12 pieces of mixed classic chicken, three large home-style sides, and six buttermilk biscuits for just $25.99. Feeds a family of six for about four bucks a person. Lee's, famous for chicken. Starting off foggy this morning, especially to the north of Dayton. Now, as we go throughout the day, especially in the morning hours, moderate to heavy precipitation expected. That rain will continue even into the afternoon where we see a high temperature of 55 degrees. Into the overnight hours, scattered showers early, and then skies gradually clearing as we go towards sunrise tomorrow morning. 48 degrees for the low temperature by that point. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A couple programming notes here in a few minutes. We'll be joined by Rich Pearson. He's a local horticulturalist. Going to give us some insight on, on some things in the garden. Also coming up in the next half hour of Garden Talk after we get out of the break. 
Um, stay tuned for some pretty interesting uh, monologues coming up at 7 and 8 o'clock this morning. And also, Randy Tisch will be joining us at 7.30 Eastern. So be sure to tune in on that as we talk about great topics that matter about your lawn as well. Let's go to the telephone lines at 457-1290 and let's go talk to Dale. Dale, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. How can I help? Yes, uh, I was going to uh, make some raised beds next spring and I was wondering what to get the best nutrients uh, in, in that soil to get that started with. So the raised beds, are, are you going vegetables or what are you growing? Yes, vegetables. Okay. It's real important that this red raised bed be well engineered and well thought out. Okay. Okay. And why, why I say that is, is I a lot of times see people that are growing vegetables in raised beds that don't understand how to make a raised bed. Um, raised, the, the idea of a raised bed is, is to in, improve drainage, improve your ability to plant things, but most importantly, to increase your yields, okay? Uh-huh. And also um, increase the quality of the vegetables in which you are creating. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So first thing is um, we need full sun. <laughs> Don't plant vegetables in shade. Right. Full sun is from morning and noon and night. Um, second thing is, is the soil that we're going to use in that bed needs to be a modified mix that is going to particularly be well-drained and preferably what we call an artificial mix, meaning it's okay. going to be predominantly made probably from pine bark mixed with probably some sand and some perlite. And then we're going to take that mix and we're going to send it off to the lab for the lab to tell us how much nutrients we're going to add to it. Okay. And then um, typically we're also going to put some drainage tile underneath the bed. Uh-huh. And then in a sense that we're going to do all this work, we might as well also accommodate the fact that we may want to put some um, row covers on this bed so that we can speed up the process in which our crops grow and also increase their overwintering ability. So like, for example, a year from now, if you were doing all this, you could have, you could very well have fresh lettuce and red beets and, uh, and um, even maybe a uh, pepper or two still alive in your garden in November. <laughs> in fact, in the case of red beets and arugula and, and, and some of those kind of crops, you could probably pick those all winter long. Okay. By doing this. So, and with the other part of this is, is going to be irrigation. Um, I would be thinking about putting in some type of a drip tube that I could drip water my garden, raised garden. Okay. Um, and everybody goes, this sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but you're doing it on a very intensive level. And let me explain why this matters. Vegetables, you know, plants have different clocks. And a lot of times we as human beings will have a hard time understanding this, but clocks. Trees grow at a clock of their own. Peppers grow at a clock of their own. And, 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 and every other plant in the world, there's a clock of their own. Vegetables want to live hard and fast. They want to produce a crop and they want to die. So let's give them what they want. <laughs> let's give them all the, the nutrition they need, the water they need, and the sunshine that they need. 
and they will produce crops that are outstanding. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So if we limit one of those important factors, we limit the plant's ability to be successful. Right. Okay, sir, I wish you the best. Hey, thank you very much. Take care, Dale. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for the first hour of Garden Talk. Do not let your gardening uh, hearts go to trouble. Do not change the dial. Do not go past go. Only go get yourself a cup of another cup of coffee because in the next hour of Garden Talk, we are going to talk about how your city, since tomorrow, next week is election week, how your city can save thousands and millions of dollars by not doing leaf cleanup and how you can have healthier better trees in your landscape by doing something so simple so easy it just can't be true but it is true coming up the next hour of garden talk on am 1290 and news 95.7 whio